0: This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness.
1: I don't think anybody in here should be happy and content with uh, with, with losing. I mean, especially when you have the type of men we have in this locker room. And like I said from the very beginning, just because we're good on paper doesn't mean we're going to be great as a team. You know, we're still working toward that, and it's still early. But um, you know, we got to start establishing who we are as a team, and that's
2: so, like I said, frustration is okay as long as you do something about
0: it. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
2: Devontae Adams post game right there in the Raiders locker room. You'll hear from him later on this hour. We're wide open like some old-school TV antennas all hour long, all hour strong. Here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino as we prepare for Monday night football. Lots of folks here in the Underground Lounge sitting around playing some games right now, preparing for uh, Monday night football. Some things I've seen that kind of blow my mind, but it's cool. You never know, right? You never know what you're going to see when you're here. My man Juan the Smasher is sitting here. He says, Vegas, bro. (laughs) Just know Vegas is going to do what Vegas is going to do. So come on by, hang out with us, and do what it do. Got a lot of uh, patient listeners on the uh, Raider Nation listener line. I see you, Raider X. I see you, Raider Z. Raider Dave, I think you're the Y. I think I got a couple Y receivers on the phone line, X, Z, and Y. We'll get to all your calls. Matter of fact, let's go out to the phone line real quick and talk to our guy, Raider X.
3: Hey, Q. Hey, DeMond. Hey, guys. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, all this identity and all this stuff, it, it really appears that the Raiders right now look like they're just a lot of piecework. Because... You know, one of the biggest is always everybody wants custom. You know, custom made, adaptive, and flexible. And you know w- what we don't see is that you know what happens to the man press or the man coverage in the secondary or the, the defensive scheme or the flexibility on the offense. I, I find it hard to believe that when the Patriots or Josh McDaniels was, was was dealing with uh you know his new quarterback over in uh in the with the Patriots that he sat there and had a complex office running through. I think he simplified it a bit, just to bring that rookie into the into the NFL. I mean, obviously the complexity is making everybody a hell but hesitant. And the, and the, the plays coming in there, it, it looks like they are hurrying like crazy to not get in delay you know, delay games. You know, what happened to the offense when they were running, I know it was vanilla during the preseason, but they were getting up to the line with a good 10 seconds on the clock. I mean, they were casual just running it. I mean, they had all times of fluff. I mean, that's what they need to get, look comfortable. Right now, they look hurried. They look confused. They're running patterns on both sides. There's even confusion of the, of the, the way the line is going on the linebackers. I mean, the whole team does not look like they're on the same page. I think we need to customize it. Sometimes it's like, you know, thinking that you're going to make meatloaf. Damn it. I don't have all the ingredients. We're going to make hamburgers. He's going to have to, adjust. it's going to have to happen, man. You know, you know, you got certain ingredients. Roll with it, man. You know, because right now the pieces aren't fitting until we get it running. Then you go into second gear. Right now, man, let's pull out of the driveway. Let's make it happen, man.
2: That's about all I got, brother, man. Hey, good call, man. Raider X right there. I like that. He was talking about meatloaf, and then he started talking about hamburger. I like that. That was a good one. That's a good way to break it down. And you're right. Sometimes you just got to work with what you got. And I'll say this. I I made that sound like the Raiders don't have a lot. They have a lot. They have a lot of talent on the team. So they should be able to, you know, make a lot out of it. They really should because there's plenty of talent. They just got to come together and be on the same page and get it going. Again, it goes back to execution. That's been the biggest word. I've been talking about execution since before the Cardinals game on the pre-pre-show. So that's... That's something they've got to figure out. That's on them. That's at the guys in the in the locker room to look themselves in the mirror and say, okay, how do I do better on my end? And hopefully the guy next to him does the same thing. I uh, got a tweet that says uh, from Esca, Eskelto, Q, they just going through the motions. All this talent, I'd rather watch the Raiders teams that went 5-11 because they played for their fans. This team just playing for themselves. I, I don't think there's no doubt that they want to win. I mean, there's there's no... They're not just going through the motions. I mean, when you hear, and you'll hear, matter of fact, we'll go to Darren Waller next. Uh, when you hear these players in the locker room, dude, they want to win. They just haven't. I don't, I don't think there's any anybody who doesn't want to go out there and, and, and win a game. I don't think that it has anything to do with not playing for the fans or not playing for the team or not playing for the name on the front of their jerseys. They, they are. They're just, it's just not, it's not clicking right now. But one guy who had a bad game was Darren Waller. I think he'd be the first to admit it. He had a bad game. He had three drops that were big, massive drops that are game changers. But he, it happened. He was in the locker room after the game, and he did talk to the media and was talking about the frustration of, of getting off to the start that the team has gotten off to and having the day that he had. It be very frustrating. I uh,
1: feel like a lot of times there's football or there's life sometimes, Results don't always indicate, you know, we've got to go through made in the main process, you we've know, got a lesson to be learned. So, the uh, results aren't going our way right now, that doesn't mean really that we don't you know, know about the process and everything. We still show the work is to try to do the best that we can. And, uh, you know, you bounce back to maximize. The the it, just, just the day, and Is that kind of the of the leader one the message you'll yeah absolutely I, uh, I, I, there's no way that I'm, I'm over if you look back on this part of the season and laugh um, If there's anything that's going to give us character as a team um, these few weeks is something that's going to do that. Uh, and I'm excited to see how we respond. Is it more frustrating or encouraging that it's like one inch you know, here or there that you can fix? Like, Obviously those are missed opportunities but is that encouraging that like hey just clean that up or is it frustrating like, looking back at it? It's a little bit of both. I try to look at everything just from a balanced perspective, Uh, looking at things that you can control and you can do better and addressing those at the same time, looking at the heart of of guys in the locker room and guys that, you know, aren't going to quit. So, uh, you know, you take the good with the bad, and I feel like you got to look at everything like that. And uh, you know you got to keep working together, uh, figure these things out, and I believe really that we will. There down there at the goal line when you got popped, that was uh, that was pretty. Good. Talk about that play there. Uh, I mean that's fundamentals. I Man, you got to the ball in, uh, you got to secure the catch for so I didn't do that. I tried to turn up and uh, you know make it to the goal line, and you know you can't you can't do that. Uh, Pushing key moments of the game like that. We talk about so we preach the fundamentals all the time, and that was a uh, fundamental error. Uh, but, you know, I don't hold myself to a standard of uh, perfection. I'm going to mess up sometimes, and uh, but I know I'm going to bounce back, I know one day I can't find me, one day I can't find me, so uh, I'm just going to shot and get to see everything I got. You were just a hit, like, a couple of plays before that. Did that have anything to do with Like, you saw the guy come in, or? uh Not. Nah, like I said, it was just, like, you know, poor fundamentals. i taking my eyes away from the ball before I got there. And, you know, in his own coverage down there on the goal line, that they played, they got guys that are hawking to the ball, you know, getting Everywhere. So you make a mistake like
2: that, you're going to capitalize on it, and that's what happened. There you go, Darren Waller, post game in the Raiders locker room. And you heard him talk about his mistake, didn't look the ball in, tried to get up the field, tried to turn up before he had an opportunity to catch the ball. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of those kind of mistakes that are happening, and they've got to clean that up. And I had someone hit me up earlier today and asked me how much did Darren Waller miss at training camp, how much did that hurt? And I'm sure that had something to do with the timing. Again, it's a new offense, a new scheme, new system. But these guys are really good players. I mean, think about it. These are some of the best of the best. Darren Waller is the top three tight end in the league, in my opinion. At some point, you, you're, you're making plays. Regardless if you're still trying to learn on the fly, that's a fundamental play. Just catch the ball. Catch the ball, and then you do what you do afterwards. Mailman Raider hit us up at... Six nine one eight seven keyword R and r the salmon Ash text line I'm disappointed in the, I'm disappointed in the lack of not playing Koontz. They took out Chandler, but rotated clean and let the young man develop. by the way, I'm on board with Chandler being in a rotation and yeah, that's the one thing I've been noticing too, is that Koontz hasn't got a lot of burn, and I'm interested in why, and the reason I'm interested in why is because he makes the most out of a limited amount of snaps. That's the one thing I can say. He's consistently done so far in his short career. He hasn't gotten a bunch of burn. He hasn't. He's not a full-time player, obviously, but he has made the most out of every opportunity he gets to get into the game. You see him somewhat make a play here and there all the time. So I'm, I'm with you, Mailman Raider. Kind of like to see, I'd like to see a, um, you know more burn from Malcolm to See if he can get a little something going. Just got a text from my guy PE in North Carolina. He said, "Yo, Q, here's a stat for you." Zero rushing touchdowns. Zero through three games. Josh Jacobs has been running strong. They go away from him. You know, and it's funny, and thanks for the text, P.E., I appreciate you. It's funny because one of the things that I kept talking about all training camp long and preseason was the fact that I think you're going to see the Raiders throw the ball into the end zone more times than you saw last year or even previous years. And you do – but it also is, is starting to sacrifice the, the runs. You'll see, like, one run, and then you'll see two throws, right? And so, I, I, it's a, again, it's a fine line. You know, head coach Josh McDaniels, and we'll hear from him coming up in just a little bit. Uh, he talked about it earlier about trying to find that fine line of not going away from the run, trying to be balanced, but then also not trying to be too balanced where, you know, our next wide receiver, Raider Z, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey,
4: thank you, Q, and uh, DeMont. i um, um I'm a little, man, I, I let, me, let me slow down, because it's just, man, the last 10 minutes you guys have been hitting it all in those. Raider X, I mean, I just got two things. I mean, Carr, I don't know, This this I got to please the coach thing. It's just, it's just hitting so old. I love the man, I love the Josh. All the all these guys, they're just great men. But this is a business, man. And, and, and Josh Jacobs, I mean, I mean, Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry. Uh, he just, I mean, there's, there's North Turner, Buddy Ryan, uh, Hugh Jackson. I mean, you could go on and on. Matt Matris you know, they don't all make good head coaches. And, and this there hasn't been one one minute that I thought that the Raiders were going to win this year. And, and to, to think that way after this guy got a playoff team with the core still there. I mean, it's just amazing. It's, it's hard to... It's hard to put it in words, man. It's ugly. It's ugly all the way around. The first kickoff return we got, we, we dropped the ball. And we're talking with each other. I mean, what the hell is going on? Gruden was 3-0 last year, you know. I mean, I know that hasn't we haven't forgot about that. I mean, it's just, where are we, what is happening? I mean, it's beyond my pay grade. But it's 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 devastating. You can't even wear a Raiders jersey around here right in the in California right now. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, man. It's just I don't know what to say. Well, you know what, what, what was the conversation with Mark Davis? That would be interesting to know, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I mean that that'll thank you for the call, my man. And yeah, that that'll be interesting, but you know that's nothing that we're gonna ever know the answer to. You know, I, I will never know. Nobody's ever gonna tell me what that conversation was like. If that was a conversation made for public, it wouldn't have been behind closed doors, right? I'm sure it had a lot to do with frustration, right? I'm sure Mark Davis probably said, hey, man, this is not a good start. 0-3 is not a good start. This team needs to play better. There's a lot of good talent on this team. It's got to be, you know, clicking on all cylinders. But that's just me spitballing because I I don't have any idea what that meeting was about. It could have been a sign of, hey, don't worry. Stay the course. We got your back. I, I mean, again, we don't know. All we can do is speculate on that, and I don't really like to be in the speculating business. You know, someone asked me earlier today, "Hey, you guys didn't ask, a, you guys didn't ask coach about the closed door meeting?" No, I'm not going to waste the question like that because he's not going to answer it. Hey, coach, what was the closed door meeting about? Well, you. I'm glad you asked that. Let me tell you. I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to answer that, so I'm not even going to waste my time or anyone else's. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There's frustration for sure, but thank you for the call. Uh, Raider Dave, let's hit you up. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
0: You know, this is the two out of three games that Waller hasn't laid out for a pass. Uh, the first long ball interception in the first game, Adams didn't high point the ball. You know, I think the reason Hollis had a great game and the reason we're seeing Mac have uh, pretty good games is it's all about, you know, wanting it really bad and, and a lot of effort. And hopefully the team leaders can go ahead and, you know, portray that into something that, that mimics what they had in the last five games last year. You know, I think that there is certainly some uh, slowness of, of this offensive line gelling, and they keep messing with it. I'm excited to see her on play. But as far as the play calls and with this line, I really don't understand It's a great stat that was brought up with three games and no rushing touchdowns. So we had seen New England play for years. We had seen five linemen to the right of the center, or at least in the Raiders case, they could put Waller and Moreau uh, to the right side. And you'd have five guys on one side and you could go heavy and try to get some running touchdowns. But the creativity that I used to see with McDaniels offense in New England has not shown up. And it doesn't impress me at all with these, you know, quarterback, throwback or whatever these gimmick plays were, because they had nobody, you know, super long down the center of the field where you'd really want to go after that. Now, I want to ask you a question, and then I'll tell you exactly what my thought was. What was your guess when you saw the two-point play at the end of the game? Where did you think they were going to go with that?
2: I thought they were going to go to Devontae Adams. I, I thought there was no doubt they were going to go to Adams because he's the guy in the red zone, or they were going to try to go back to the hot hand, which was Mac Hollins. Those are my two options.
0: I-, I, get- I get what you're saying, and because Renfro wasn't in there, what I pictured would be trips right with... Uh, Adams at the slot and two guys outside of him that would go into the end zone and go left and that would end up clogging up a lot of the D and then you'd have a knee-high throw with Adams going to the right. You know it's a pretty simple concept and they've had a lot of time to work on two-point plays but to come up with what they had with all that congestion and having the ball high it's just ridiculous. I don't get where the creativity is with this uh offensive guru it just hasn't impressed me yet at all now do i think the raiders are going to completely slobber knock the broncos absolutely because i was at that preseason game against the dallas cowboys and i've seen better youth football games and (laughs) the three the three games they've had have they've done nothing impressive against non-playoff teams so the raiders have had some tough opponents and are eight points away from you know being tied or winning i don't think the team is playing terrible but they do need to sharpen it up.
2: Good stuff. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And uh, yeah, the creativity around the red zone is, is, is lack of right now. I mean, it really is. And, uh, that's something I asked coach McDaniels about earlier today was the red zone efficiency and you know was been, what he thought has been the biggest struggle for their red zone because that's what an area I thought they were going to thrive in under his tutelage just because he's a sharp offensive mind. I figured you know what the red zone can't do anything but improve and instead you see a game like yesterday two out of six in the red zone. You're not going to win too many games like that if you're two and six in the red zone. So, speaking of head coach Josh McDaniels, let's hear from him. Coming up next, he talked to the media earlier today. I got a few sound bites that I want you to hear. We'll break it down. We'll talk about it again. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by. Vegas just made his way, so you know it's a party. He's in the building. Juan the Smasher is in the building, and all we need is you. Monday Night Football is going to be on these TVs. Uh, I guess Aaron Judge didn't hit a home run. He was just on this TV, and now he's not. So, Cowboys and Giants will be on, and uh, you need to come on by and hang out with us against our Monday night spot, the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Radio Nation Radio 920.
3: Now back to unnecessary roughness
5: with your boy Q. Q.
6: down to those, those, we call them four point plays, you know, third down and goal in the red zone is, it's a critical play no matter when it happens, because it, you know, it usually is a four point swing. And yesterday, we had one that actually turned into a seven point swing because it ended up in a turnover. So, you know, it's just, you know, we we work on it a lot, we practice it a lot. Um, You know, and at the end of the day, they executed a little bit better than we did um, in that situation. But um, you know, again, there's no shortcut to it. Uh, we have to do a good job of executing down there. Got to have a good good plan, give the players an opportunity to be successful, and then, you know, when we get our opportunities, which I'm happy with the number of opportunities we're getting, we just got to do a better job of actually finishing the drives and getting it in. You know, when we're down there, you'd love for a five-for-six game. You know, we get a five-for-six game, and, you know, we're talking about a different outcome. There you go,
2: talking about lack of success in the red zone. And you heard him talk about four-point plays, and all I could think of, I know this is probably going to get old and old and old every time I say it, all I could think of is Fabian, minus four, minus four, minus four. Every time they cash in with a field goal instead of a touchdown, that's all I think of is Fabian's minus four, because I know that that's something that he hammers home all the time. And it almost made me laugh. I, like Head coach Joshua Daniels was looking dead at me because it was my question, so he was looking dead at me when he was answering it. As soon as he said a four-point play, I almost laughed. But I didn't want to laugh at him, or I I wasn't laughing at him, but it could have looked like I was laughing at him because all I could think of was Fabian and what he said. So another question I asked them was about Waller and Adams and the communication struggle, and them ending up in the same spot really in the end zone. And basically I said, look, I know (laughs) that that play was not designed to
6: go like that. It was a, it was a. We were moving the pocket a little bit, um, and and Devontae kind of got caught inside the guy, and really he was going to the, the corner, but the guy was making it a little life a little difficult for him, uh, and then Darren was screaming across the back line like he was supposed to. So, um, yeah, the design ultimately wasn't for him to be kind of close, but again they they, they had a say in that too the way they played it. Um, and defended it decent. And, you know, um, I thought Derek made a good effort to try to still give us an opportunity to score. Um, but, no, the design, we don't ever really want spacing to be that way. And still a play that I think Darren Waller makes. And still a play I think Darren Waller should
2: have made. Should have came down with that catch, right, even though the spacing was terrible and it wasn't designed like that. But, you know, that was one of the things that stood out to me in a major way as soon as I saw it happen. I, I said immediately to anyone who would listened, that wasn't supposed to happen like that. There's just no way that spacing is ever supposed to look like that on a play. Uh, final soundbite to hear from Head Coach Josh McDaniels from his media session earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center is when you're 0-3, man, what do you do? You're 0-3. How do you move on? How do you improve from here?
6: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, consistency, If you it, look, you believe in your approach, you know, and, and you believe in your players. Like that, those are two things that I would say I I do uh, wholeheartedly uh, believe in. So, um, you know, we just we, we, we know we can make better progress here as we go forward, and we know we need to do it quickly. You know, we we, we don't want to lose sight of the guys that are in front of us in our division. So, um, you know, we've got two great opportunities coming up here against two division opponents. Let's just start with week one week one with Denver here, um, and and really you know do a good job of preparing this week. Um, I I just, I've never felt like going up and down is really the right thing to do. Um, You know, as a leader, you know, being consistent with your message and what you believe in, and trying to provide solutions is my job. So that's what I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna try to provide some solutions. If we need to adjust a few things, we will. If we need to practice something a little bit more, then we will. Uh, If we need to do something less, then we'll do that too. So um, I think at this this time, you know, and it it happens to every team, Um, You handle some adversity, with you know consistency and grace, and you know, look, it is what it is, you know let's not feel sorry for ourselves. Let's try to go out there and have a good day on Wednesday and then try to follow it up Thursday and Friday. There you go right
2: there. That's uh, talking about the sense of urgency to get a W. The Raiders need to get a W, uh, But here coach Joshua Daniel's trying to say he's not going to go up and down. He's just going to try to stay even keel. He's going to ride the process out and uh, get to where they need to be. You know, I know Passionate Raider called earlier in the show talking about a a rebuild. I still don't believe in that word when it comes to this team and the talent that's on this team. There should not be anything called a rebuild in the vocabulary. But I understand where he's coming from. When you're 0-3 and you don't feel like there's a sense of urgency and you especially see a team late in the game when you know they're trying to come back, kind of operate in a, you know, huddle up, take your time to get to the line of scrimmage, not really like boom, 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 go, go, go. It seems like, you know, the lack of, you know, Sense of urgency is not there. Appreciate you, my man. Make sure you sign up to, to win some of this stuff, too. We got some uh, hazy IPA for you. Danny's going to hook you up. So, yeah, that's that's just what it is, man. There's got to be, in my opinion, a sense of urgency as well. You don't want to lose four in a row and then head to Kansas City on a Monday night, prime time, with those fans there in Arrowhead. I mean, it just it's a recipe for disaster. Not saying they can't win it. I think they can compete with any team in the league, but at the same time, you got to see a W. 4.34 is the time. We'll come back, get to some of your calls and texts. I see you at Gangster Raider. We'll get to you. Plus, we got plenty of texts to get to as well as we get ready to close out the show live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Plenty of prizes for you. Come on by. Got the hazy IPA. My man signing up for it right now. Going to give out a couple six-packs. Uh, my man Vegas Jess is taking home a Raider towel already. Uh, he's got hooked up, and there's so much stuff for you to get hooked up with. All you got to do is come by and holler at us say what up. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the, uh, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Red Nation Radio 920.
3: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: 4.39 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We encourage you to come on by, say what's up, get hooked up with surprises. Remember, Monday Night Football is going to be on these screens in just a matter of minutes. They're getting warmed up. Cooper Rush, not Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush is going to be behind center or under center tonight this evening. Should be a good game. I'm excited to see what, how it shakes out. Dallas and the Giants Monday Night Football. We got it underway here, at the Underground Lounge. But we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. I know we got a few more minutes in the show. Still want to hear from Max Crosby and Devontae Adams post game in the locker room. But uh, let's go out to New Jersey. Talk to our guy Mitch. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? How's it going? How's it going? Good. Um,
7: right. How you doing? Sorry about yesterday. I know it was old my phone sometimes. put a Man good. in the moon. You can put a man in the room, but the phone can't work all the time. Or you can't have every everybody can have it with the same channel, especially the Pac-12, I get stuck, or show all the football games. I live between two markets, and they show the same football games in New York and Philadelphia. Anyway, I wonder if, um, if Dom Lasseau was standing by his phone, expecting a phone call, you know what I'm saying? And I was a little happy with, with Josh Jacobs. Maybe he should have gone to a little more. Because I don't know what the hell's going on with the pass game with each other I thought it was Devontae Adams and 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 the tight end, uh, Bowler, up would be uh, uh up. It's uh, if they're zero 5 five, zero and six. I'd say there might be another coaching change.
2: Okay, hey, thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And yeah, I don't even want to think about zero and 5 and 0 and six. I don't even want to think about that. I can only imagine what you know these these lines would be like in. Raider Nation's feeling on the season would be like if they were to end up being 0-5 or 0-6. You know, right now 0-3 is bad enough, (laughs) right? Uh, They have a very winnable game coming up on Sunday, but that doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things because every game has been very winnable. So they just got to take it one game at a time. You know, chop wood, whatever kind of cliche you want to give it, chop wood, uh, you know, day at a time, game at a time, whatever coaching cliche you want. It applies. They, they've got to just not focus on anything. Playoffs don't matter. It's all about getting a win and seeing and feeling what it looks like and making sure that they know that they're doing the right thing. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Talk to our guy, Lewis, right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, man. Uh, listen, I'm not, I'm not a, a Raider fan by any stretch, but uh, I do like your show, and I listen. And to me... You don't have a bad team. To me, the problem is it's something that nobody in the organization can control. When you have an owner that's enamored with a certain quarterback, you're not going to do anything. I think you guys are making the right move everywhere else. But when you have an owner that's enamored with a quarterback, that's your problem. All right. From an outsider looking in, if if, right. if if I was if I was the Raiders, I would trade Derek Carr and like four number one picks to Cincinnati for Joe Burrow.
2: Well, I don't think I don't think Cincinnati would do that, right? Hey, but thank you for the call, Lewis. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think Cincinnati would do that, and. I know that someone's going to, they're, they're going to talk about, you know, trading Carr or moving on from Carr. And that's a strong possibility, the way that these contracts are set up. You know, and we've talked about it quite a bit. You know, so it's not far-fetched what Lewis is saying. They could definitely move on from Carr if they wanted to. I, the one question I have about that, because I'm not going to lie, that's, that's crossed my mind. You know, if Josh McDaniels and company aren't happy with the production, say, following the year. Or, or throughout the course of the year, and they don't do exactly what they thought that this team was going to do. I mean, I, I think that every conversation has to be had, right? You have to ask, is this guy the right guy for this job? Is this? I mean, that's that's evaluation. Most, most companies evaluate their employees at the end of the year. You know, and so I, I don't think that that's a far-fetched comment. Bless you. I don't think that's a far-fetched comment from Lewis. I just don't think that Cincinnati is going to give up. I mean, you know how long they were looking for a quarterback? <laughs> they're not going to give it. They don't care if you have 85 first-round picks. They, they're like, hey, man, we got our dude. We are good. Um, Yeah, I will always wonder. My one thing about that is if something were to happen where he no longer was the quarterback of the team, what would that do for Devontae Adams? Right? I think that's a fair question. Because that's his guy. So it's like, it's like if, you know, Vegas Jess is my guy, and I come to work here because Vegas Jess is working here too, and also Vegas Jess is gone, I might reevaluate my situation. Right? I mean, I think that's fair. That's a, I believe, a fair comment. So that's something that we'd have to think about, or everyone have to think about. Oh, come on over here, ladies. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got, hold on. T- Jess, can you tell them to come over here cuz I got to figure out what's going on here. We got some we got something going on here in the underground lounge. It looks like it's interesting, so I'm going to bring it to the table. Steven in Roseville, want to hear from you. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey,
4: what's going on, brother? How you doing today? How you feeling on this Monday?
2: Hey, man, I'm doing the best I can. I'm blessed. Hey, we're out here just
4: trying to survive. Thriving and trying to survive, man. That was that was a gut-wrenching, brutal brutal loss i mean man to be that close and to feel like man we're we're gonna do it that matt collins catch oh my gosh you cannot tell me that matt collins is not a dog for catching that ball i mean man how can you even put into words how spectacular he looked during that game
2: no he did He, he looked fantastic and i'll say this um i don't think that they brought in Matt Collins to be the number one wide receiver, but he was on yesterday, right? He was looking fantastic. So you got to give him a lot of credit, but I also want to see the guy they brought in to be the number one wide receiver be that number one wide receiver. So I love the fact that Carr and Hollins have chemistry and they're on the same page, but now it's time for Adams and Waller to also step up. Hey, Give her a microphone real quick. Give her a headset real quick. Here, come come on, come on, sit on down real quick. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're going to give you a little volume in your ear. How are you doing? Wonderful. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I see a little display going on inside this underground lounge. What's going on over here?
0: Yes, we're going to be doing a giveaway for High Noon. That's a vodka-based seltzer. Oh, okay. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, there we go. You cut out for a second. There you go. All
0: right. They're going to be giving away props. They're going to be giving away um, samples of the beverage. It's 5% alcohol, I believe, and it's different flavors, watermelon, passion fruit, peach, and um, it should be a good time. So we're going to get started at five o'clock. And anybody that's interested in high noon, come check us out.
2: Yeah, and it's perfect time for Monday night football. Got yes. the Giants and Cowboys on. This is a great, and we got Raider Nation Radio here, and Raider Nation is Absolutely. trying to wash down their sorrows from a loss yesterday. So I think it all goes together, right? I think so. All I right. Think well, so. well, Miss Debbie, thanks for stopping by. And, <laughs> thank you. And letting and us, us know what's going on. I'm seeing something being built here, oh, and it's yeah. like I'm seeing Noah's Ark, and I want to know when the flood is coming it's and what's about happening. To go right? Down. It's about to go down. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. There you go. See, that's that's right there. That's on, that's on That's on the fly, man. That's what we do around here. We're on the fly. That was a collaboration right there. That was Danny. That was Jess. That was Debbie. We all came together like butt cheeks on that one and made that happen and uh, fi- figured out what's going on. So there you go. Another feature going on here at the Underground Lounge. We got uh, High Noon being given out, being sampled. So if you want to try some of those seltzers, I know the wife's a big fan of the seltzers. She's supposed to be on the way, so uh, she'll probably have a little bit of something. Something, if you want to try that, go ahead and try that. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though. Uh, let's talk to uh, who we got, Stephen in Roseville tomorrow, we already talked to him. already talked to him. We got Raider T on the line now. Okay, Raider T, welcome to the show, my man. I'm sorry.
5: Q, I love your show. Um, number one, I want to give you a quick take on Derek Carr and then also on McDaniels. I don't think anybody has defended Carr and Jonathan Abram more than I have. But at this point, I think we need to move on from Abram. He's a liability in uh, coverage. Open space tackling is a problem from him as well. I'd rather have Geron Harmon in there with Morrig. In terms of Carr, he needs to step up his game. He's been off with his throws. Um, and I-, I say this is his evaluation here, and I'm a supporter. If he uh, doesn't show us he's the guy this year, then I think it is time to move on from him. He's got to step it up. In regards to McDaniel, I'd, I'd give a message to the rest of the nation. Pump the brakes. Give this guy a year. I think he's going to figure it out when he gets the personnel uh, that he wants and what their strengths are. But more importantly, I think he's a package deal with that general manager. I forget his name. And I absolutely love what that guy did in the draft. When you go all the way to the bottom of the draft, the running back, the linebackers, the undrafted guys he brought in, uh, the drawn Harmons he brought in. When you compare that to what Gruden and Mayock did, they uh, basically put us behind the eight ball with all the blown picks that they did. And I think if you look at last year, you can't compare last year to this year because I think uh, uh, that coach, the interim coach, had those guys playing above the sum of their parts because the talent level wasn't really there. And I'm excited to see what this group of McDaniels and the GM can do when they actually have another year to bring in more guys to fit their system. So give those guys some time, and this is do or die for Derek Carr.
2: All right, great call, my man. And, yeah, I think that that's fair. I really do, and, you know, again, I, I mentioned the structure of all these contracts before, that there's a lot of things that are movable. There's a lot of parts that are movable, and evaluation at the end of the year, is nothing wrong with that. So I do think that we'll see that, and, you know, I think for Raider Nation, the biggest thing that they want to see, uh, now we're getting a display. Hold on, we're getting a display now. <laughs> we're getting a display right up here, up close to personal. We got the high noon sunsets. Hard seltzer display up here uh, by us. That, that's all right. That's looking all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, come on by and get hooked up. But, uh, yeah, I do think that the the evaluation process is exactly that. It's the evaluation process. But I think for Raider Nation, you have to see progress, right? I think that's the biggest thing is to see the progress. If you're seeing the team trending in the right direction, getting better, I think that's an easier pill to swallow than you're just seeing heartbreak loss after heartbreak loss after heartbreak loss. And I don't know what's worse, to be honest. I'm I'm not saying this like being a smartass. I'm I'm saying this seriously. I don't know what's worse, getting blown out and embarrassed or losing one that you know you should have won and getting embarrassed, right? I mean, being up 20 to nothing at halftime and then losing, that's embarrassing. You know, to have as many times to, to see the defense shut out, the Titans in the second half, and the Raiders get into the red zone six times and only come away with two touchdowns, embarrassing. I don't know what's worse. It's almost like it's almost like you rather not have a chance close to the end of the game because then you get your heart, you know, you get your heart uh, set on the like that you're going to win that game only not to. I mean, we're at the M resort and I mean people are jumping up and down by the end of the game, you know, cuz everything is happening and then all of a sudden, you know, the ball gets tipped and goes away and just doesn't happen. So, uh, it's 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 one of those things, it's disappointing, but it, it, it is what it is. And right now at this stage of the game, the team is 0-3 on the season. DeMond, we got any more calls that we got to get to? No, sir. All right. Let me get to a couple texts real quick. I do appreciate you. Hey, these guys are cold. They could have helped y'all move that table. <laughs> Jess and Danny are sitting around like, I ain't getting up and doing no extra work. <laughs> I heard that. We got a text from the 702. Let me jump in real quick from the barbershop. I'm getting a quick lineup. But my closed-door meeting with Josh McDaniels was simply to let him know I have his back and believe in his vision for the team. Just get me a win. Thanks, MD. Go, Raiders. That's a text for the 702, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, 530 hits us with a text. That's my man, Big Deuce. Q, my biggest disappointment regarding the Raiders is they haven't learned how to gel yet. Once that happens, they'll produce wins. Also, shout-out to Juan the Smasher. Wish I was there to buy, you a, uh, buy Q a shot. Buy you and Q a shot. Uh, two Sabes, Big Deuce. Uh, that's from Big Deuce. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more texts I want to get to real quick uh, before we get up out of here. Uh, <laughs> got another text from the 707. Mac Hollins and Devontae Adams will switch identities. That way Devonte doesn't have double coverage. That's why I looked the way you explained it earlier, Q, about Mac Hollins being the dude and Devontae Adams just kind of, you know, not, not being the, the focus point of the offense. That's got to just get figured out, right? At some point, you – They've got they'll they'll figure it out. They'll figure out what the middle even is. You know what's the amount the right amount to to target Devontae. Do you target him when he's double covered? Do you do you pull an Aaron Rodgers and just go ahead and and you know fire it in there to him, or or what's the case? You know how much of the run game do you use? How much does Josh Jacobs get involved? How many? I mean, there's so much that you have to you know take into consideration. But that's for the guys that are way smarter than me to figure out. Uh, So hit us up. Let us know. There's a lot going on here right now inside the underground lounge. We got construction going on. So uh, we're here. Monday Night Football is on the TV screens. Daniel Jones and the G-Men 2-0 on the season going up against the Cowboys. I believe the G-Men are actually uh, one-point favorites in this game. There you go. Imagine that, right? Just imagine saying that out loud. The Giants are one-point favorites over the Cowboys. I know that's not a big spread, but still. When's the last time the Giants were a favorite, Danny? Our uh, degenerate gambler. I can say that because you wear that with a pride. Uh, you, you wear wear that with pride.
5: I was I was just gonna say I don't know what's surprising more the fact that they're uh, favorites or the fact that they're two and zero.
2: Right. No, that's that's a good point. I'm interested in how. The, and you're a Cowboy fan. Yes. So what are, what are your thoughts on tonight's game?
5: Um, I think it just like everyone, I think it's going to be low scoring. Defenses are going to control this game. Um. But, I mean, if the Cowboys want to come, come away with a win, obviously Rush has got to do what he was able to do last week. Yeah. But also at the same time, we're going to need more than just the defensive line to step up. Going to, going to need some picks. Diggs get back to last year.
2: So Diggs making picks. Diggs making picks or, or Diggs getting burned? Because bo- both both those yeah, happen. I, know. <laughs> he, he, I like him, though. Somehow, I do.
5: Somehow he led the league in interceptions and most yards given up. Right. I that's know. A, that's a pretty amazing stack.
2: I, I will say this. I do like him, and I wish the Raiders had drafted him over Damon Arnett because I think the Raiders would take those interceptions over – uh what they got from david arnett you know i'll just go ahead and throw that out there but anyway that's going to do it for our show today it's kind of a little bit of a therapy session that we had here at the underground lounge inside the oyo hotel and casino come on by Uh, we still got plenty of stuff to give away we're going to be here watching the game uh high noon is officially set up they got a lot of stuff they'll be giving out as well the wife is officially here so there you go she made her way hey and she sees seltzers, so she's excited. I told you all it was going to take was some seltzers, and she was going to show up, right? Didn't I say I called it, right? Just boom, popped up out of nowhere. She must have her, her ears must have been ringing when she knew seltzers were on display. So come on by, hang out with us. We're here all night at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Raider Nation Radio 920.